0: Live from the
1: heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. It's embarrassing. He's an hour late. President Joe Biden is an hour late. for statement he's supposed to make about the russian invasion of ukraine and sanctions that's that's perfect cuz why should anybody take you seriously you're an hour late he said that he was going to speak at 2 p.m. All right, we were ready at two PM, all set to go. He then changed it to one PM. We said, Oh, he's changing it. Okay. Then that's a that's a that's a no. That is a no, fine. He's he's uh he's he's gonna speak at one PM and and, and that's good and okay. And and then no, now he still hasn't spoke. We still don't know. We still don't know whether or not he's going to speak or not. It's only an invasion of Russia into Ukraine. It is only everything he said, you shouldn't do this. And the Russians said, "Will eh, we do this. And so they did it. And so they did it. So is Joe Biden going to speak? Well, you got to assume. You got to assume he's figured it out. He's going to have this sanctions conversation. Lord only knows what took the hour. But I've got, I've got the video feed up, and they're looking at the podium, so President Biden can come out any Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, so good to be with you. Russia did indeed invade, making the statement that two areas inside that Donbass region, that Donbass area, eastern Ukraine, were indeed actually independent and sovereign areas, the Donetsk People's Republic and the Luhansk People's Republic. He then went a step further, that because these areas are now independent and sovereign, he was going to send in troops to keep the peace, then made a statement to the Russian people saying that Ukraine, well, that's always been part of Russia. History proves this. As a matter of fact, R- Ukraine, they could be dangerous if we don't take some kind of action to ensure that the peace is kept. He's talking about everything, everywhere. If there was a, a line of thought, a a, a a theory, he's got it. Doesn't matter how you hit him, he's talking about this, he's talking about that. I saw that someone noted on, on, on social media, people are asking, well, what, what kind of experience does Vladimir Putin have? 15 years plus as a trained KGB agent in East Germany. Can I help you? This guy doesn't know how to under, uh, how to push out misinformation. This guy doesn't know how to plan five steps ahead. This guy doesn't know how to put in false stories. He doesn't know how to confuse. He doesn't know how to blame the other guy. He doesn't know how to be violent. What are we talking about? Did we really think he wasn't going to invade? Oh, well, there's a second he's talking about pulling back. But we had the satellite imagery. Oh, we're going to be moving troops off that southern border. And then he posted videos. See, here they are on trains leaving the area. The trains were from another part of the world. This isn't the first time he has done this. He just puts it out there. And then the useful idiot. Remember, a useful idiot. That that term has been around for for a, a great number of years. Useful idiots are referred to as people of the West. Who, well, protect people like Vladimir Putin. Now, this originally goes back to Lenin, and that's where it's 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 attributed. Although maybe it wasn't uh, Lenin. People who were defending his actions were useful idiots. Anybody who defends communism is a useful idiot. Anybody who defends communism is a holy damn fool. Is the enemy of free and thinking people. All communists lie all the time it's what they do it's who they are the Ukrainians and the Ukrainian President Zelensky begged Joe Biden to announce what the sanctions would be to keep Russia at bay that did not happen he would not say what the sanctions would be there was no stick that came from the United States that came from the West, that came from Europe. And maybe there was no stick that was going to stop Vladimir Putin. Maybe there was no stick that was going to do it. But certainly, if the objective was to engage deterrence, Joe Biden doesn't know what deterrence is and didn't do anything for it. The invasion took place, and what we heard from the White House was oh, there would be some sanctions. Oh, not the big sanctions. The big sanctions, we're going to have to wait on the big sanctions if they move any further. And I spoke with Noah Rothman of Commentary Magazine just a little bit earlier. He said, Look, you could say there's a reason to stage out these sanctions. I'm not one of those people. I get the point that he's making. You promised sanctions if there was an invasion, there's an invasion. Now we're supposed to lower the boom. And the White House didn't do it. It was only later, or I should say earlier today, where the White House referred to the Russian action as an invasion, saying that swift and severe sanctions are on the way. Do we even think at this stage of the game the sanctions stop? Do the sanctions stop Vladimir Putin I I don't have any faith that they will no faith whatsoever so Joe Biden is scheduled to speak producer Ari here's what we're going to do we are going to try to get our break in so we can hear all of Joe Biden they are trained on the podium but he's not there yet he could literally come at any second Will there be sanctions? What do they look like? Will they change the calculus? Will they change the calculus? Will they allow, uh, will, will they force Russia to pull back out of Ukraine in these areas? I don't believe anything does that. We'll wait for Joe Biden. Senator Todd Young is scheduled to be with us. Senator Todd Young of Indiana. We'll have that as well. Keep it here. The minute it starts, we'll bring it to you. I'm Tony Katz. So NBC News reported that the White House is confronting political pressure. Well, it's the White House. I assume that they're very often confronting political pressure. What but what what is what are we what are we discussing here? What is the, the, the issue here? What possibly are, are they confronting? Political pressure to pause student loans. Well wait, they've already paused student loans in so many cases. Well, they want it extended. You mean the people who don't want to pay back their loans want to have more time not to pay back their loans? Um, I, I must tell you, for the people who have college debt, um, I, I, I don't want to be rude, right? Uh, so, so let me say this as, as nicely, uh, a, 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 with, with as much kindness and love as I possibly, possibly can. Dear Student Debt Holders I don't care You're the one who decided to go to that $50,000 a year college You're the one who decided to major in puppetry You did this To yourself It's like the time you got that belly button ring But you didn't go to the expert in, in doing the piercing, no No You saw a guy in a street corner and said, Hey, can you do that to me? And then you spent three days in the hospital. I don't care. You made decisions, and now you have to deal with those decisions because I have no plans of dealing with your decisions. You don't want to pay your debt? I'm not going to pay your debt. I don't want to hear about your problems, and I don't want to hear about your angst, and I don't want to hear about your story of woe. I will not allow you to create a story of woe for me so stop telling us about your debt problems you see this is all just nonsense perpetuated by people like representative Acacia Cortez who know nothing about economics I actually, I actually ran out of song I actually ran out of song before I could finish up here let me, let me quick let me just quick finish up my, my, my homage to the people worried about student debt Stop telling us about your damn problems. AOC thinks I should pay your debt because she's a progressive and doesn't know anything about economics. She thinks I'm just made of money and you're made of money and everybody else is made of money to pay on these people who offer nothing to society. I don't want to hear about your problems. I don't care about you that much. I want you to obey the law. I want you to honor your debts just like the rest of us do. You want to go bankrupt, go bankrupt. You have the right to do that. But don't ask us to pay a damn thing for you. We're not that interested in you. You're not that important. We just simply don't care about you that much. We do, however, really like this song. Woo! I dig it. I'm dancing, baby. Did did I did I cover it? Do you think do you think I got it? It's gotta be hard for these people to hear that, you know, I I don't I don't I don't care about your problem. You created the problem for yourself. Now you want me to bail you out of the problem. I don't plan on doing that. I don't wanna be around it. I'm not going to let my kids do it. I'd I'd rather fight you in the streets. <laughs> just just so we're perfectly, perfectly clear. Oh, good Lord. Meanwhile, President Joe Biden, preparing to speak, you've got the invasion of Ukraine. We said there would be sanctions. That was our big stick. But it was President Zelensky of Ukraine who begged the United States, say what they will be. Tell us what they will be. And he never did it. He never did it. He, he never, ever, ever said it. Russia didn't worry about it. They now have two areas of Ukraine. Of course, they have Belarus without firing a, a shot. As we have discussed, the president about to come out and engage the conversation. We are going to take it right through. Just a, a bit of, of, of note to the newsroom and to others. We have Senator Todd Young scheduled to be with us of Indiana on the other side of President Biden's statements. And after that statement, we hope to be able to get to uh, Senator Young and engage uh, the conversation. Will there be more sanctions? We've already seen some sanctions from the initial uh, invasion, not an incursion and an invasion. Will we see more? Right now, President Joe Biden with the latest.
2: Make up your mind, huh? Well, good afternoon. Yesterday, Vladimir Putin recognized two regions of Ukraine as independent states. And he bizarrely asserted that these regions are no longer part of Ukraine and they're sovereign territory. To put it simply, Russia just announced that it is carving out a big chunk of Ukraine. Last night, Putin authorized Russian forces to deploy into the region, these regions. Today, he asserted that these regions are actually extend deeper than the two areas he recognized claiming large areas currently under the jurisdiction of the ukraine government he's setting up a rationale to take more territory by force in my view and if we listened to his speech last night and many of you did i know he's uh he's setting up a rationale to go much further this is the beginning of a russian invasion of ukraine as he indicated and asked permission to be able to do from his duma so let us begin to uh so I, I'm going to begin to impose sanctions in response far beyond the steps we and our allies and partners implemented in 2014. And if Russia goes further with this invasion, we stand prepared to go further as with sanctions. Who in the Lord's name does Putin think gives him the right to declare new so-called countries on territory that belong to his neighbors? This is a flagrant violation of international law and demands a firm response from the international community. Over the last few months, we've coordinated closely with our NATO allies and partners in Europe and around the world to prepare that response. We've said all along, and I've told Putin to his face some month, a month — more than a month ago that we would act together. And the moment Russia moved against Ukraine, Russia has now undeniably moved against Ukraine by declaring these independent states. So today, I'm announcing the first tranche of sanctions to impose costs on Russia in response to their actions yesterday. These have been closely coordinated with our allies and partners and will continue to escalate sanctions if Russia escalates. We're implementing full-blocking sanctions on two large Russian financial institutions, VEB and their military bank. We're implementing comprehensive sanctions on Russian sovereign debt, That means we've cut off Russia's government from Western financing. It can no longer raise money from the West and cannot trade in its new debt on our markets or European markets either. Starting tomorrow and continuing in the days ahead, we'll also impose sanctions on Russia's elites and their family members. They share in the corrupt gains of the Kremlin policies and should share in the pain as well. And because of Russia's actions, we've worked with Germany to ensure Nord Stream 2 will not — as I promised — will not move forward. As Russia contemplates its next move, we have our next move prepared as well. Russia will pay an even steeper price if it continues its aggression, including additional sanctions. The United States will continue to provide defensive assistance to Ukraine in the meantime, and will continue to reinforce and reassure our NATO allies. Today, in response to Russia's admission that it will not withdraw its forces from Belarus, I have authorized additional movements of U.S. forces and equipment already stationed in Europe to strengthen our Baltic allies, Estonia, Latvia, and Lithuania. Let me be clear. These are totally defensive moves on our part. We have no intention of fighting Russia. We want to send an unmistakable message, though that the United States, together with our allies, will defend every inch of NATO territory and abide by the commitments we made to NATO. We still believe that Russia is poised to go much further in launching a massive military attack against Ukraine. Hope I'm wrong about that. Hope we're wrong about that. But Russia has only escalated its threat against the rest of Ukrainian territory, including major cities and including the capital city of Kiev. There are there are still well over 150,000 Russian troops surrounding Ukraine. And as I said, Russian forces remain positioned in Belarus to attack Ukraine from the north, including warplanes and offensive missile systems. Russia has moved troops closer to Ukraine's border with Russia. Russia's naval vessels are maneuvering in the Black Sea to Ukraine's south, including amphibious assault ships, missile cruisers and submarines. Russia's moved supplies of blood and medical equipment into position on their border. You don't need blood unless you plan on starting a war. Over the last few days, we've seen much of the playbook that Secretary Blinken laid out last week in the United Nations Security Council come to pass. A major increase in military provocations and false flag events along the line of contact in the Donbass. Dramatically staged, conveniently on camera meeting of Putin's Security Council to grandstand for the Russian public. And now, political provocation of recognizing sovereign Ukrainian territory as so-called independent republics in clear violation, again, of international law. President Putin has sought authorization from the Russian parliament to use military force outside of Russian territory. And this set the stage for further pretext of further provocations by Russia to try to justify further military action. None of us, none of us should be fooled. None of us will be fooled. There is no justification. Further Russian assault in the Ukraine remains a severe threat in the days ahead. And if Russia proceeds, it is Russia and Russia alone that bears the responsibility. As we respond, my administration is using every tool at our disposal to protect American businesses and consumers from rising prices at the pump. As I said last week, defending freedom will have cost for us as well, and here at home. We need to be honest about that. But as we will do — but as we do this, I'm going to take robust action to make sure the pain of our sanctions is targeted at a Russian economy, not ours. We're closely monitoring energy supplies for any disruption. We're executing a plan in coordination with major oil-producing consumers and producers toward a collective investment to secure stability in global energy supplies. This will be uh, — this will blunt gas prices. I want to limit the pain that the American people are feeling at the gas pump. This is critical to me. In the last few days, I've been in constant contact with European leaders including with Ukrainian President Zelensky. Vice President Harris met in person with the leaders in Germany over the weekend at the Munich conference, including President Zelensky. At every step, we have shown the United States and our allies and partners are working in unison, which he hasn't been counting on, Mr. Putin. We're united in our support of Ukraine. We are united in our opposition to Russian aggression. And we're united in our resolve to defend our NATO alliance and we're united in our understanding of the urgency and seriousness of the threat Russia is making to global peace and stability. Yesterday, the world heard clearly the full extent of Vladimir Putin's twisted rewrite of history, going back more than a century as he waxed eloquently, noting that, well, I'm not going to go into it, but nothing in Putin's lengthy remarks indicate any interest in pursuing real dialogue on European security in the year 2022. He directly attacked Ukraine's right to exist. He indirectly threatened territorial formerly held by Russia, including nations that today are thriving democracies and members of NATO. He explicitly threatened war unless his extreme demands were met. And there's no question that Russia is the aggressor. So we're clear-eyed about the challenges we're facing. Nonetheless, There is still time to avert the worst-case scenario that will bring untold suffering to millions of people if they move as suggested. The United States and our allies and partners remain open to diplomacy, if it is serious. When all is said and done, we're going to judge Russia by its actions, not its words. And whatever Russia does next, we're ready to respond with unity, clarity, and conviction. We'll probably have more to say about this as as it moves on. I'm hoping diplomacy is still available. Thank you all very much.
1: And he walks off taking no questions. We'll take the break. Senator Todd Young is scheduled to be with us on the other side. Keep it here. I'm Tony Katz.
2: And he bizarrely asserted that these regions are no longer part of Ukraine and their sovereign territory. To put it simply, Russia just announced that it is carving out a big chunk of Ukraine. Last night, Putin authorized Russian forces to deploy into the region, these regions. Today, he asserted that these regions are actually extend deeper than the two areas he recognized, claiming large areas currently under the jurisdiction of the Ukraine government.
1: And with that, President Biden said, here are the sanctions, except they don't seem like the sanctions Ukraine was hoping for. Tony Katz, Tony Katz, today it is so good to be with you. Senator Todd Young joins us right now, a senator from the state of Indiana, of course, a former uh, U.S. Marine. And, sir, uh, I want to get into the invasion, but we just heard after an hour-plus delay from President Biden, we just heard him uh, engage what these sanctions are, two uh, sanctions on institutions, the military bank, a sanction on Russian debt so it can't uh, be traded, high net worth individuals, and again reiterating this uh, belief that it's him and him alone that stopped the movement on the Nord Stream 2 pipeline, this pipeline between Germany and Russia that would give Germany natural gas. And would give Russia billions of dollars. Uh, your take on President Biden's sanctions as he announced them just moments ago?
0: Well, just to answer your question, Tony, uh, are these the sanctions the Ukrainians, uh, President Zelensky in particular, has been asking for? The the answer is obviously no. Uh, they're asking for. Uh, the full panoply of sanctions to be imposed right now to demonstrate that we have the strength and to create no measure of uncertainty during this perilous time. That uh, that the United States, uh, working with our partners and allies, is is really serious here uh, as as we try and uh, defend this principle of sovereignty, which doesn't just apply to the country of Ukraine. It of course uh, we 're going to start to see other dictators and, and uh, uh, you know regimes like the Chinese Communist Party uh, increasingly you know, scooping up territory if it 's not defended so here's here 's what we have really failed to do in the, in the run up to this and it 's a multifaceted failure um, energy dependence uh, we 've been dependent uh, uh, on on too many countries for too long, but finally. In recent years, we've, we've exploited our domestic resources. Uh, we became a net energy exporter. We've been going the other way, uh, demonstrating to people like Vladimir Putin a complete lack of seriousness during this dangerous environment. NATO unity, we didn't even consult with our NATO allies and and uh, other partners before withdrawing from uh, Afghanistan. So, you know, he's seen like things like that to say nothing of our very, uh, tepid investment in military modernization, and he's, I think, rightly concluded that the United States is uh, is having all sorts of domestic troubles. Uh, we've, we've got a lack of leadership, and and so forth. And uh, this is what paved the way for Vladimir Putin to uh, to further encroach on Ukraine and its sovereignty. And so we we need to. You know, we need to accept the world as it is, not as we'd like it to be. And and, uh, now we've got to hang together with our allies and do whatever we can to prevent further uh, further invasions uh, into the country of Ukraine and, and perhaps even threatening some of our NATO allies like Poland. Uh, in the east,
1: but let, let's now dig into this. The purpose of the sanctions, as Joe Biden told us, the president told us, the sanctions were going to keep Russia at bay. And then it was a conversation from both President Biden and Vice President Harris that Russia's already made up its mind, but the sanctions will still stop them. But it was only a discussion of sanctions, not actual sanctions. So if you're, if I'm hearing you right, the objective is to try and keep Russia from further, further entering Ukraine. Do these sanctions, as laid out by President Biden, do that? Or is Russia willing to say, well, if this is all you got, let's see what else happens. Let's see how much you can push it, and I'll see how much I can push it. And if I get a third of the land or a quarter of the land or a half the land, eh, it's still better than nothing.
0: Yeah, I mean, what I spoke to earlier, the important principle that's at stake here, uh, Tony, uh, is already undermined. If you've got troops. Uh, that are descending on on the so-called breakaway, uh, you know, separatist republics. Uh, I mean, they're moving into eastern Ukraine as we speak, so the principle of of sovereignty is is violated. You wanted to establish uh, a precedent where any violation of sovereignty would be not just condemned by the international community, but uh, where uh, it would be very seriously punished. And uh, we haven't had that happen. We haven't had that happen because, frankly— you know, the threat of sanctions is only taken so seriously by uh, a dictator like Vladimir Putin um, uh, from uh, uh, a country, uh, the United States, uh, that, you know, h- h- has shown weakness on, on different fronts in, in, in the last uh, number of months. Uh, you could even argue years. Uh, we, we, our NATO unity, our energy, uh, uh, you know, uh, increasing dependence if, if we move towards a Green New Deal – uh, our domestic policy, uh, you know, not focused on the real issues of the day. We're getting caught up on, on all sorts of ancillary issues. And then the military budget that just screams a lack of, of seriousness and and uh, creates a, a, a certain confidence in somebody like Putin, who doesn't mind accepting some risks if, if he feels like he can get a big win. And uh, that's that's what seems to be happening, unfortunately, right now. So, um, you know, we, we all want our president to succeed, and uh, I will be supporting uh, the president in his efforts to try and, and rally our NATO allies and others to deal with this situation. But uh, you know, we, we frankly should have never gotten into this spot. So
1: talking to Senator Todd Young of Indiana, two things uh, that he said that, that really uh, struck me. One was uh, defending freedom will have costs which I assume ties into what Vice President Harris was discussing yesterday about the possibility of rising prices in the United States. And the other one was that he still remains open to diplomacy. What is the conversation happening on Capitol Hill right now about how you're going to explain to Americans rising costs because of a Russian invasion into Ukraine? And how can one, cons- how can one still be open to diplomacy when Putin has clearly said, I don't care about your diplomacy?
0: Well, a couple of things. First, you just got to be honest with your constituents about how we got here and, and uh, what we're going to try and do moving forward. Um, it's it's a, a horrible situation. We're already dealing with cost inflation, but to have uh, this sort of military conflict driving it is, is really, you know, in the minds of, of constituents, unacceptable. In terms of our diplomacy, it should really be focused in large measure, on our partners and allies at this point. I, I think it's the right decision uh, to uh, increase our ties, as the president's indi- indicated, to, with the Baltic countries. But I also think we need to rally the Nordic countries, Norway, Sweden, Finland, uh, pull them further into our orbit. Um, you know, frankly, everyone we can, to say nothing of the OPEC producers, uh, we need to uh, persuade them that uh, it's not only... Uh, helpful to the United States and others to increase production right now to bring oil, uh, uh, the cost of uh, oil and gas down, but it's also going to be in their longer term interests. If our economy uh, has has uh, a difficult time uh, really taking off on account of these uh, increases in oil uh, prices, then it's going to ultimately hurt them as well. So that's where the diplomatic efforts uh, need to be focused. Uh, Increasingly, I'm I'm, I'm losing confidence that we're going to be able to persuade Vladimir Putin uh, uh, to, uh, you know, lay off of the other parts of Ukraine at this point, Tony.
1: Is there any moment at, at all where U.S. troops are in Ukraine?
0: Yeah, I think we need, to have a robust presence on the countries bordering Ukraine. Uh, but military conflict is, is uh, you know, the whole idea of our military is, is you've really, you've done something wrong if you haven't deterred the enemy. And uh, deterrence has, has not worked in this case. We took military uh, uh, conflict off of the table early on. So to put it on later doesn't make a whole lot of sense. It's the sort of thing that if you're going to contemplate it, you ought to keep it on the table early to prevent conflict. We didn't do that.
1: Senator Todd Young, I appreciate you taking the time uh, to uh, be be with us. Uh, in in your view, uh, uh, you know what? I'm going to save it for the next time. I'm going I'm going to save it for the next time. I'm going to take the break. Go do your thing. We'll get to more of Senator Todd Young in the future. More coming up. I'm Tony Katz. The markets had gone down considerably while Biden was speaking, dropping 600 points. They've come back a little bit. Right now, down 437 on the Dow, 140 on the NASDAQ. You know, I feel bad, Tony Katz, uh, Tony Katz today. I feel bad that so much of the day was focused on Russia, Ukraine, but I I just didn't know how to not share it with you. Certainly getting hosed by by Biden, taking forever, uh, it doesn't help. But it's... The moments do happen. I mean, I think our job is to be like, okay, do we understand all of it? Do we understand what's being said? Now what do we do about it? That's the question, of course. What, What do you do about it? I asked the question, will we see troops, American troops, in Ukraine? I just want to make sure that I'm clear. I absolutely oppose such a thing. I do not favor U.S. troops in Ukraine at all. Or in any way. Just want to make sure I'm I'm completely clear about that. The United Kingdom, they have got sanctions uh, uh, against Russia on five Russian banks, on three different individuals. You heard Biden talk about uh, sanctions on uh, elites, high uh, net worth uh, people. Uh, You see this now on five different banks from the UK. Actually, that came first. We only have two banks that are getting sanctions, according to President Biden, in in Russia. You might see some other sanctions. I don't see any of it. I don't see any of it moving or or making a a difference. And while we are focused on what could be affecting the world and the world stage and pricing, on the world stage, I want you to know what's getting said over at MSNBC. I actually have, you know, when I use MSNBC, I I should have their theme music. Was that too easy? Was that too low-hanging fruit? I mean, I've got their other theme song. I got a couple. I got a few, do I have any more? do i have uh any more uh theme songs from yeah I, I i do i i happen to have here there's there's this one you're a little bit racist
0: well you're a little bit too
1: so uh, we we've, we've got that uh the gop that's the republican party sent out a uh a, a gif not a gif a, a meme sorry and said happy president's day and it's got lincoln and and there's eisenhower and there's Nixon and there's Reagan and there's Bush and Bush and, and, and Trump. Right? So, so, so it's, all, it's, it's, it's all there, these, these great Republican presidents. Eh, they got Nixon on there. You could argue that the, the Watergate versus him as president are two different ways to look at the man. It's, it, it, people make that argument. It says, happy President's Day to such great U.S. presidents. So that's eight. They've got eight presidents listed. And in the middle, they've got Joe Biden in a mask and it says, Not you. <laughs> just get it? Happy President's Day to not you, such great U.S. presidents. Joy Reid over at MSNBC is just unbelievably upset that they don't have Barack Obama listed. But it's clear they only have Republican presidents listed. And then Joy Reid follows up with disappearing the first black president while whitewashing Richard Nixon and disrespecting the man who served as the first black president's vice president, who is now president. Notable as this party writes education mandates telling your kids' teachers what they are allowed to teach. You see, this is all uh, about anti-CRT education. And you'll notice that it was the daughter of Nancy Pelosi who referred to it as anti-CRT education. So first... They're not focused on Russia. They're not focused on on the future of of society. They're not focused on the future of Europe. They're focused on the woke, 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 woke wokeness. Secondly, note that it is the progressives who refer to the fact that they want to teach critical race theory. So when people say critical race theory is this legal theory not even taught in college, only taught in law school, it's certainly not taught in high schools, stop it. Stop pretending that people aren't utilizing this language. We, could o- we should only really focus on the DEI part. We shouldn't focus on the critical race theory part that's not taught in schools. I'm here to tell you that we use it as the catch-all. And maybe people should just grow up and deal with that fact. But if you're focused on a, on a meme from the Republican Party and not focused on Russia, Ukraine, and Biden, well, that, that's, a, that's a lack of seriousness that I don't think I could be a part of. Thank you very much. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. Find
2: everything at tonycats.com Tomorrow, everyone, take care.